The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to Men Podcast and Badly. I am your host Jacobs, and I'm joined by my co-host Skets. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. All right at the moment. Ah, oh, wicked man, wicked. Been up too much lately? Mm, no, the same as last time. Uh, I did end up uninstalling the main two games that I've been playing recently, so I was left with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so you can put more dedication into the podcast games? Well, no, it's because they were stupid games. <laughs> uh, what games were they? Was it Underlords? Yeah, you probably know the two. It was Underlords and Heroes of the Storm. Oh, yeah, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, stupid games. So, I mean, the reason why I was playing Heroes of the Storm was because of you guys got me back into League of Legends for like two weeks and then stopped playing. <laughs> so, and I, I, there's no way I'm going to play League of Legends on my own. It's too toxic. I know Heroes of the Storm much better. Played it for a couple of weeks, but they're just... Nah, people are assholes when you play with them online. <laughs> Fair enough. I never had the balls to play League of Legends on my own. I always waited for our friends to play. I tried years ago. Uh, like I said, no, I wouldn't do it again. No, I'm not confident enough to play that game on my own. No way. I, I get my ass smashed in chat all the time. You're shit, you're shit, yeah. you're a noob, you're a noob. Yeah. I know, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop stating the bloody obvious. I'm here to try and learn to get better, but you already expect me to be, like, top level. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> I ain't no pro. <laughs> and, and yeah, the other one, Underlords, I don't know, people might not have heard of that one so much. It came about when the uh, the auto chess was um, popular about a year ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about that, wasn't it? What is it? Dota Water Chess, wasn't it, the first one? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I've lost touch with that game. I don't really know what I'm doing anymore, and I was just losing all the time. So it also was a stupid game, like I said. And it got uninstalled. Yep. <laughs> Have you played anything other than Thingy? What's it called? I can't believe you've forgotten it. I bang on about it every week. Call of Duty. I know. COD. That one. Think of the fish. Yeah. Think of the fish. Um, uh, have I played anything else apart from that? No. Is to be no. honest. <laughs> no. <laughs> and this weekend, they threw in triple XP. Double XP. Triple, triple XP. Triple double XP. So it's double XP on guns. Double XP on your level. But then also double XP on battle pass. Yes, listeners, I went and bought the Battle Pass. Gasp. Yeah, it got me again. But <laughs> I, uh, I I refrained and I actually set aside time this week, Skets, to actually play the games you gave me on our last episode. Um, Good stuff. Pleasantly surprised by one of them, not so much by the other, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, I've been playing a bit of COD. I, I won't bore listeners too much of my, my COD venture. It was just more of the same, to be fair. 
Just don't bore your co-host with it either. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> I know. Well, there's nothing else to talk about, is there, really? Not with you. Oh, oh, we might have had progress on the old 100-meter cable, mate. Yeah? Well, I have a friend of a friend of a friend um, who may be able to make us a 100-meter controller cable. Excellent. So I'm, I'm going to look into this. Oh, that's good stuff. So if anybody's wondering, we uh, it was from the last episode. So we had uh, an audio interface with two XLR microphones, dynamic microphones. But then when I had to start recording at home, and I surprisingly don't have an XLR input in my computer. So, yeah, that came about from wondering if we could get a 100-meter XLR cable for the microphone. And then it progressed into a controller cable. So we yeah. can actually play games together, but in separate houses. I'm sure there's a lot of an easier way out there. Um, yeah. But uh, we like to do things difficult. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's two cables we need. What other cables could we have running between us? Um, we could have a phone line just in case the mobile networks go down. That's a good idea. I don't, I don't own a home phone at all. We've got a phone number, apparently. A piece of string and a cup, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, a piece of string is only 75 meters. Oh, don't start this. <laughs> well, <laughs> we found it once in, it was Wilkinson's at the time. <laughs> it's the age old question of how long is a piece of string, and we found a ball of string and it said 75 meters, so we answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Christ. Oh, there's also been progress made on how we're going to keep the 100 meter cable up. Go on. Have you trained some pigeons? I've been busy training pigeons. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I, I saw a pigeon the other day and I took it as the ideal opportunity to try and train the fucker. And safe to say, don't think it worked. But it was a start. I mean, you've got to start somewhere, aren't you? A bit like this podcast. We started with yeah. the first episode. Well, I guess you're always going to start with the first episode. Well, if you want to be pedantic, we started with the introduction episode. But Yeah. Uh, are you going to have a sports training montage where you take your pigeons into the, into the forest and get them to kick a tree down just with their shins, uh, drop like pineapples on them or something? That would be really cool. You're giving me so many cool ideas. I'm going to become like crazy pigeon guy. Like Crazy Pigeon Lady from Home Alone 2, but Crazy Pigeon Guy. Oh, and I just want to state that today we are recording on May the 4th, and it is just May the 4th. Yeah. Nothing else. Just need to get that one out of the way. It's a shame with this social distancing, because I'd like to be with you. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> Anyway, it was kicking off on Facebook a bit today as well, wasn't it? With you posting Happy Star Wars Day. Yeah. In, I can't believe you well, put that on there. <laughs> it's not. It's May the 4th. <laughs> Do you know what tomorrow is? May the 5th. No. Do you know what? Oh, don't it is in don't Star tell Wars. me it's another fucking Star Wars thing. What's May the 5th in Star Wars language? Remember the Sith. No, something of, oh. something of the Sith. And I struggle with alliteration, so that might come out weird. Does it remember the Sith? Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan either. 
but I don't no. actively hate on it, same as you. Do. No. I don't. I don't actively hate. I just hate when it's active. <laughs> <laughs> so before I get my head kicked in by a certain someone, um, I think we'll move the topic on. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. He did try to get my eye as well. Did he? Right. Yes, he did. Oh, Skets, good work on the uh, game reveal stuff this week. Oh, yeah. The, the blurred pictures, mate. That's been really cool. Yeah, thank you. Actually, yeah, that was one thing I wanted wanted to talk about, just to, just as a little where it came from. So I used to work in a game shop when I was, like, 16, 17. And I worked there for about four years. Um, I used to work with you as well. well yeah, you did. A little bit. Hardly working. Just a little bit. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, got carried uh, So yeah, that was... Let's do some maths. What was that? 18 years ago? Something like that. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, 18 years ago. Uh, and obviously, smartphones and phones with cameras weren't really a thing at the time. So you would you quite often see people trying to sell like big bundles of games or consoles with all the games with them. And it was quite often awful pictures. So a little bit sad. But I really enjoyed trying to work out what the games were when they were really blurred, you know, and you could hardly see them. And so I'm working out just from like the color schemes and like roughly what it looks like. And and so I thought well, maybe I'll try and do something like that as uh, as a bit of a quiz for the podcast. Well, quiz, a bit of trivia every day. Yeah, no, it's been really cool. Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, you can check it out on our Facebook page. But yeah, no, it's been really cool, man. A lot of people have got involved with it as well. Yeah. Which has been really cool to see. A lot of people getting involved. Yeah. Also, yeah, the last couple of episodes we've said uh, about people reviewing us, uh, what we should have been saying, what I was meant to say, the best thing you can actually do for us at the moment is just tell your friends. You know, say this is an amazing podcast, if you think it's amazing. Uh, no, it is an amazing podcast. This is an amazing podcast. Yeah. Go and listen to it. I, I had my I had my first minute of fame earlier on today, Skets. Yeah. Well, I say fame. I I use the term loosely, fame. Go on. But I was with a guy in work earlier, and he hadn't heard about our podcast, and he was asking how he gets to listen to it. So another plug coming up here. Uh, YouTube. We are also on <laughs> YouTube. Um. So yeah, he was like, Ah, oh, I'll go follow you guys on YouTube. And I was like, Wicked. And I was just about to walk away, and he was like, wait, 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 I've got to do this. And I was like, what are you going to do, mate? And he started playing our podcast, and the second that I started speaking, he was like, oh, my God, you're here, but you're here as well. And I was like, wow, I'm actually coming through someone's phone. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, cool, man. It's pretty weird, isn't it, to think that our voice is now out there in the ether. Yeah. All these poor bastards have got to hear our ramblings about games and pigeons and stuff <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant brilliant but yeah dude i think that's about it isn't it for for our opening section probably enough rambling for uh first bit isn't it yeah so uh what yeah. uh oh no i don't i shouldn't ask what you played because i know what you played because i told you what to play you did how did you find them one by one please one by one <laughs> okay well as it's May the 4th, and only May the 4th, I'll start with Super Star Wars. I'll start with Super Star Wars. 
As the listeners have probably got used to hearing right now, and this is and this is the first episode you're listening to, I don't like Star Wars. I think this was part of the reason why Skets gave me Super Star Wars to play. Skets. Uh, yeah, it was only reason why I gave you it to yeah. play. <laughs> Thanks, bud. No worries. Uh, cheers. But yeah, um, okay, so it's a good game. It was made in 1992. It was available on the SNES, I think, originally. It may have gone to other consoles. I didn't really look into it that much. I wasn't overly interested. Um, It was produced by LucasArts. That's it, really. Star Wars game, done. (laughs) Good stuff, right. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, So, yeah, so basically, when the game starts, uh, I did go and set the mode difficulty to easy. I'd done this because I heard that the game was stupidly hard to play. I don't know if you can remember playing it. I uh, Yeah, I, pl- I remember playing it, and I remember it being really hard because I don't remember getting very far at all. Yeah, well, safe to say I didn't get very far at all. Um, I actually got quite pissed off with the game, which led to me turning it off. Uh, but I'll get to that bit in a little bit. So yeah, I went and set the difficulty on, it, on easy. I believe it's Chewy. Is it Chewbacca? Chewy? Yeah. Um, You get a chewy sound when you... uh, So not someone chewing, but the sound of chewy. Something like that. Anyway, when you press start for the game and then it starts some rolling credits, which all you Star Wars enthusiasts will be very familiar with, the old scrolling screen. Um, And I actually tried to write down word for word what it said. So it starts (laughs) like this. Episode four, A New Hope. Something to do with a period of civil war, rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. Something to do with getting plans for the Death Star, Princess Leia rushed to get home to get the Ketlon or something. And that was pretty much what I got from the opening credits. <laughs> so yeah, you start the game as Luke, and you got a gun, and you just shoot shit, really. It's, it's pretty fun to play. If I take the Star Wars out of it, and it's just a shoot 'em up sort of thing. It's actually a really cool game. Uh, it's a desert landscape. They weren't combing the desert. No. <laughs> that was Spaceballs, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, stage one is June C. Um, you got three lives, and it's also on the timer as well. You get 500 seconds to complete the stage, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um, you don't really forces see. Forces you to, to rush it. Yeah, you don't really see that at all anymore. Well, we do playing these games, but yeah, I mean... They're a thing of the past as well. Yeah. But, um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you come across like these scorpion things. I guess there's some proper Star Wars terminology for these things. But you get scorpions that shoot poison stuff at you. And you just shoot them, really. And you get bigger scorpions that when you shoot them, two little scorpions come out of them and continue to shoot poisonous stuff at you. You also get these bat things from the sky, which try and swoop down and hit you. Uh, you get alien-looking things, like fat, angry worms. Again, I'm sure there's fat, some proper... angry worms. They might be sarclax. I don't know. But they they just look like pissed-off worms, really. Yeah, I don't um, know what they're called. Sarlax, is it? it? Is that the one that's in the... Sarlax. Snorlax. Snor. Snorlax. That's Pokemon, isn't it? Snorlax. 
Well, it looks like aliens from the film Alien. Okay. Which was odd. I doubt they were the proper aliens. But yeah, they were in there as well. Cool. And the idea of the level is you just run through it, shooting all this stuff, trying to get your points up. Um, your gun starts off as just like a, a laser thing, uh, like a blaster, I think it is. But you can like upgrade your gun. So I don't know if you imagine like Mario, where you used to hit a brick and you get the flower. Yeah, yeah. To then get fireballs, well, you just pick up an upgraded gun, and then it started shooting like fireballs and stuff, which was pretty cool. Um, oh, I've actually wrote that in my notes. You get a thing called a blaster, and then you get upgrades throughout the level, and I got a flame. So that was pretty cool. And then you rush all the way to the end of the level, and you come across this sarklak pit monster. Uh, Best way I can describe I it. Of. Is that the thing, yeah? Yeah. It's like a big sand thing. Tremor. Tremor. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like tremor, but with like tentacles. Yeah. But they're like sand tentacles. I love how I'm swinging my arms around in my room and no one can see this. <laughs> but yeah, like big sand tentacles. And it sort of pops up, hits you, chucks some shit at you, and then buries under the ground again. And then you literally just like you watch the bottom of your screen and you can see a tentacle start to come up. And you know that's where it's going to pop up. Right. To be fair, I think having it on easy obviously made it very easy. But I think if you had it on any other difficulty, it would have been a struggle. But I killed it first time. You just literally, it is shoot, jump, and dodge, basically. Shoot, jump, dodge. Shoot, jump, dodge. But yeah, the first level was pretty fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I just, it's the Star Wars bit, mate. It's just, <laughs> I struggle. You then go to a cutscene, and you get C-3PO, that girl boy robot thing i don't know what it is well the girl one was space balls it was the girl one space balls so i guess this is yeah. a boy then but yeah c3po complaining about r2d2 captured by jawas jawas yeah jawas i don't know jawas is it jawas is it yes you see i'm learning i'm learning <laughs> i might start liking star wars by the end of this <laughs> doubt it uh stage two you kill jawas well, it's not actually stage two. It's like a stage 1.5. Okay. Which is a bit odd. So, yeah, you literally, you're in a spaceship. I say a spaceship. I don't know what the right term is. It looks like a spaceship to me. And you've got C-3PO sat next to you. And I think the idea is that you're trying to get to Sand Scrawler. I think that's a place. Yeah. you got to head towards Sand Scrawler. But on the way there, you got to kill... Jawas, Jawas, and basically it's an open desert plane. You're in a spaceship, and it's like it feels a bit like open worldy. Like it was massive. It felt like you could scroll for ages left, ages yeah. right, ages forward, but also ages backwards, backwards <laughs> which was brilliant because that was the tactic I used. I just kept going backwards. Right. So these Jawa things would catch up with you, but I found going backwards, you had more time to shoot them. And you had to get 12 before you could pass 1.5, stage 1.5. Okay. I safely done that at the first attempt. No, I didn't do it at the first attempt. That's a fib. It was the third attempt on that one. I did find that a bit difficult, mainly at first because I didn't realize that these things coming at me were the Jowers. They right. like rocks at first. Rocks. I guess that's just the graphics of the game. It just took me a bit to adjust my eyes to that they are actually mobs, I guess. But yeah. Once you've done that, it then comes up with a little cutscene thing, 
and you got to get towards sans no sorry not cutscene it comes up with a pop-up at the top of the screen saying you need to get to sand scrawler so you just head for what looks like sand scrawler in the distance it looks like a city of some sorts you head towards that that's when you then enter stage two right this is where i really fell out with the game uh, <laughs> i think that's where i fell out with the game too was it yeah oh mate it was terrible like literally i'm just looking at my notes now at the end of the first line it says up arrow annoying as fuck <laughs> what <laughs> i will get to the up arrow so again you start in the desert and you're walking along or running and there isn't really nothing going on until you come across i've been saying spaceship but it's more like a big ass machine thing yeah um, a spaceship isn't a big ass machine no, but it's like it's got tracks. It's got treads on it. It's, okay. it's going along. It's going along the floor. Um, tank. So I think, yeah, like a tank. I don't really know. I guess there's some proper name for it in the films. It is a sand crawler. Um, I think I know what you mean. It's like oh, a, is that is that the thing? Is it is that the sand? Yeah, uh, I think it's like a city inside. Something I don't know. We're gonna have Star Trek. Star Trek. We're gonna have Star Wars fans hey. screaming at us right now. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so we'll call this the sand crawler then, yeah? Pretty sure it's the sand crawler, yeah. Okay, so I get to the sand crawler, walking along, and it's quite obvious, right? You're looking up and you can see that there's platforms above you and like there's ones moving and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to have to jump up this thing in a minute. You get along and there's a little arrow, an up arrow, indicating that you need to go up. Yeah. And it makes a noise. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. Right. Remember that noise. Okay. I heard that noise for another 15 fucking times. Yeah. I had enough of it. Basically, you get up, you jump on platforms, and you get like the moving platforms as well, and you got to work your route up. But as you're jumping up, you got these Jawa dudes shooting at you, these flying robot things shooting at you, and then also these things that come out of the machine, like lasers, are shooting you as well. Right. It makes it really difficult to jump on the platforms because when they hit you, it actually moves your character as well. Yeah. And like the ratio of space on the platform to the space that your character takes up, there's not a lot of space on the platform, not a lot of room for error. Okay. And I, it's quite a, similar with a lot of these games back then, like jumping in the air as well. You have to be quite precise with your controller. Like it's not, yeah, it's not definitely. overly free movement, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I tried, and I tried, and I tried. So, after the 12th attempt, and me starting to scream at this up arrow, telling me to go up, I would have thought it would have cleared after, like, the first three attempts, because I knew by then that I had to go up, that I got up to the top. I think it, no, I think it was on my 14th attempt. 14th or 15th attempt. Yeah. I managed to work my way to the top. Awesome. What's at the top? Not... Not awesome, mate. Oh, no. I got to the top, and I thought, I'm going to put my controller down for 30 seconds, have a swig of my beer, and a quick puff of my ciggy. Literally, within the space of 10 seconds of me putting this controller down, a drone pops up on top of the freaking sand crawler thing, shoots me, and hits me all the way down to the bottom. Oh, no. Now, bearing in mind, this is like 40 minutes of trying to jump up this freaking thing. Yeah. To then get knocked all the way down to the bottom again. That, my friend, is where I turned the game off. I've had that with getting over it before as well. Oh. Remember that one? Oh, getting over it. What an asshole of a game that was as well. <laughs> That's what you reminded me of. 
But yeah, I mean, like, all in all, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think had it not been Star Wars, I probably would have carried on with it more. But with not having much interest in the game for that reason, and, and no offence to Star Wars listeners, I say this sincerely now, it would be a bit like Skets playing FIFA. I don't think he'd enjoy playing FIFA overly too much. I probably would. Yeah? Yeah. I used to enjoy football games. All right, let's try and think of a game that you wouldn't enjoy playing, which I can't do right now, because you'll probably enjoy playing most games. PUBG. PUBG. No, but you enjoy playing PUBG. Well, yeah, but it was just a loot simulator. It wasn't actually anything to do with the game. Yeah. I think I'm trying to I think I'm trying to think of like a themed game, you know, okay. like the fact Star Wars is a film. But anyway, yeah, I, if I had interest in the film series, then I probably would have stuck with the game a lot more. Yeah. But the fact that the story wasn't really relevant to anything I like, then that's what really made me turn it off after 40 minutes of jumping up this thing and then falling down to the bottom. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah. But, mate, good game. Good game. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And it's maybe something I'll go back to later. I wouldn't count on it. No. No. But possibly. Possibly. But thank you, mate. Thank you. It was a, <laughs> it was a good one, you ass. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to give it to you, actually, is because I remembered that I didn't get very far. I remembered it being a really good game, really enjoying it, but not getting very far. So after, as we've spoken about before, about them seeming easier now, I thought I'll just let you play it and tell me what happens after where I got to. But you got to probably about the same place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is, it's a good game, and it's definitely stood the test of time for difficulty. Yeah. Definitely hasn't got any easier. No. So, yeah, so that was uh, that was Star- Super Star Wars Skets. Thank you very much for that one, bud. Yeah, no worries. Anytime. One- <laughs> Cheers, bud. So, which one are you going for the two I gave you? What was it I gave you again? Uh, you gave me Super Bubble Bubble. Yeah. And Tenchu, Stealth Assassins. That's right. Yeah. Ah. Let's talk about Super Bubble Bubble first. So I, I had never heard of this game before you told me to play it. Cool. Yeah, we, yeah, we found out today the reason why. It was a like a bootleg, really. It was um, it wasn't actually made by the people who made Bubble Bubble, which was Taito, Taito. That's it. Taito. Taito. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was interesting. I, I'd never played another Bubble bu- Bubble Bubble other than the first one, and this was uh, yeah, it seemed seemed quite similar. You know, you just. I don't know. I, I was trying to work it out. Do you belch? Because you, when you press the action button, a bubble comes out of your, out of your mouth. So uh, are you just burping <laughs> on people? Is <laughs> I don't. That's what it seems like. It's like when you're a kid and you blow spit bubbles. Yeah, you've got to um, get them in these bubbles, and then you've got to find them again. They just keep scrolling up the screen like the way bubbles do, and you've got to hit them or jump into them to pop the bubble to actually kill them. Once you've killed them. Some fruit or vegetables come out of them and land on the stage somewhere. And you've got to go and pick up these bits of food to get points. Okay. I didn't really care about the points. You know, I think it was all, all the rage back in the day. It was probably, it was probably an arcade thing where uh, you've got to try and get the highest score on that machine. Yeah, yeah. 
There were bosses in this one. I'm pretty sure there weren't any bosses in the original one. It was just loads and loads of different levels. And it, I think it was just trying to get to the end to and get the highest score, wasn't it? But yeah, there was bosses yeah. in this one. It was every five levels. And uh, it was a really interesting way of, of beating the bosses because they, they were much bigger than you are. And and I, I couldn't work it out to start with. But you had... Uh, you, you could collect these little power-ups. I think one of them was there was little, a little lightning bolt in in the power-up. Uh, this one was yellow, which is, you know, also a normal colour for lightning. Um, <laughs> not green. Not green. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and so once you've picked up the power-up, you you belch, uh, I guess. I, I don't know. It feels weird saying that, but... I, blow I, a bubble. Be, yeah, you, you blow a, bu- blow blow a bubble. bubble. Okay. So once you've got this power up, you you then yeah you blow the bubble, and the bubble will follow this pattern. Like I said earlier, it usually goes to the bottom, and then work its way up to the top of the screen. And you've got to try and pop it. So yeah, the lightning bolt one, I had to pop it and jump, so the lightning bolt would fly across the screen into the boss once it once it had been popped. I'm really struggling to remember this. Yeah, it's it's weird. I forgot it had bosses. Yeah. And then you know I, play, I played along a little bit. The second uh, the second boss was this Egyptian woman who throws a sword at you. Uh, it's not it's not Excalibur, um, but, but it was really hard to dodge. And the way I think one of the best ways to dodge it was to fall through the ground and you come back out up the top. I was going to ask you if that was the case. I, I vaguely remember that happening. That you didn't like fall out the bottom of the screen and that was it over you come back it's a bit like pac-man isn't it where you go off the left side of the screen and then you come in on the right hand side of the screen uh yeah it was like like pac-man yeah they, they were all like that weren't they yeah yeah that was like one of the best ways to dodge this sword it was also a good way to actually pop your own bubbles if you blow it at the bottom and then fall through and get to the top if the boss is at the top you can pop it to hit the boss at the top uh, okay yeah i i found i i found it really hard to sort of grasp that concept and i think it's uh to do with uh, have you ever heard of suspension of disbelief no what suspension of disbelief when it's at home <laughs> so uh suspension of disbelief is is basically you it, it, any any fictional work anything that's not real like a film or a game and your willingness to not take it as real so for example every night you you're, you're playing call of duty yeah. But you're not actually going out and shooting people. You're happy to play a game that is about shooting people. It's like, and, and, and when you go to a film, uh, when you go and watch a film or something, you accept the storylines of these films as not true. But uh, I think, oh, I'm cocking this up. Do you, are you following at all? I'm following. So I'm thinking like Avengers, you know for sure doctor strange stopping time can't really happen but in that moment of watching it you're actually believing it's true because it's part of the film exactly yeah and uh, and and so when when you when you are creating these worlds you have to stay true to like the mechanics and the physics and everything of, yeah. of how it is so like say like for example if if call of duty like it's a first person shooter isn't it yeah. If once you got to the last two people, it was then a one-on-one beat 'em up, it wouldn't be a very good game, would it? Yeah, yeah, you're, that's you're, a good point. You're accepting that everyone shoots each other, but you know somebody could make a game where it's a one-on-one beat 'em up at the end, but it would just sort of throw your 
suspension of disbelief out and people will go this is stupid yeah so if it's if it's staying true to what it should be uh, or, or what it sort of makes itself out to be at the beginning then people can deal with a suspension of disbelief and and so going back to going back to um bubble bubble obviously that doesn't happen in games anymore you know you can't just fall through the bottom and come out of the top anymore it was just it was just messing with my brain a little bit but back at back at the time when it was released it like i said it was probably a bit more of a normal thing to happen so people could grasp the concept concept of going outside of the screen and coming in, into a different side yeah no that makes sense i like that <laughs> suspension of, a... of disbelief yeah i've learned something new today <laughs> so this one you did actually have continues in this one. It was only three continues, not like Castle of Illusion, which I played before, which was nine continues. And I, I think yeah. I, the first time I played it, I died quite a few times to the second boss, that woman with not Excalibur. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was quite cool. I was enjoying it. Uh, the second time I picked it up, I decided I'll, I'll try and be a bit more patient with it. You know, not, and try not to just brush through it. And uh, and I realise you can gain a lot by just waiting and watching the patterns of things. Um, ah, okay, very you. Yeah, yeah. Very you. Because, uh, like, sometimes, you know, the, the, the enemies, they'd be flying around the screen. And um, there, was, there was a couple of levels quite early on, actually, where if, if you moved and then stayed, like, I don't know, just like a couple of steps next to you, there would be an enemy drop, like, drop on you straight away. And there was another one where like you had to move otherwise an enemy would drop onto you so i thought you know i'd, I'd get to a safe a safe place and just watch what they do and it just made it so much easier and some sometimes they, they would like back themselves into a corner sometimes like yeah they would just all sort of group up and it would just make it so much easier to kill them okay did you enjoy playing it was it a game you enjoyed playing or would you not pick it up again uh yeah i did, did quite enjoy it uh the bosses were hard yeah. And uh, I, I think I, I don't, I struggled to have the patience for hard games like that when, when you have to completely start again as well and have to get back to where you were and hope you get back there with the same amount of lives or, or more lives than you did before. But yeah, okay. it was good. Oh, wicked, man. Yeah, that's a Super Bubble Bubble MD full title. Oh, well, there we go. Mega Disaster. Mega Disaster. <laughs> no, like I said, it was, it was quite a fun game. That's quite a fun awesome, game. Man. That's awesome. Okay, dude. Well, I guess I'll move on to my second game. No. Okay. Why not? I'm going rogue. You're going rogue? Yep. <laughs> uh, so I think we should switch this round again. Okay. It sounds like, because we've spoken a bit about what our weeks have been like with these games, and it sounds like you really enjoyed Final Fantasy. And so I, I gather we'll be talking about that for a little while because it's probably one of my favourite games of all time. Okay. So I, I was thinking I'll talk about Tenchu now. Okay, sounds good. And then, and then we'll finish up with Final Fantasy. I'm fucking the system up already. Fucking up the system. He's getting ready for that split. Yep. <laughs> Are you? I'm here to avenge all the innocent people you've hurt. Somebody help! Get him! Get him! It looks like you chose the wrong party to crash. 
So yeah, you had me playing Tenchu Stealth Assassins. That's uh, the Made by Activision uh, for the PS1. And it was released in 1998. Was it 1998? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So I remember when this was released, I didn't really pay it much attention. I don't really know why. It just wasn't my kind of game, I suppose. I was already into a lot of RPGs, so I didn't really pay much attention to a lot of the games that weren't RPGs, maybe. I don't really know. What was your thoughts on it? I was really impressed with the opening cinematic for it. It was. Re- it seemed really, really good for for its time. I think like really good graphics. Yeah. And it it went on for well, it seemed like about five minutes. It was probably less than that. Probably two to three minutes. But yeah, I think it it shows like the the, the main storyline behind it because you got two characters, a guy and a girl. One of them's family is being killed by these bad guys, and the other one's village has been burnt down or something along those lines. I I was really impressed. You know, I I would have happily saved a pound a week for 30 weeks to buy it you know just just going on just going on the opening cinematic i think most people can gather you you're going to be an assassin the stealth is a huge part of the game and killing other ninjas i guess is going to be a huge part of the game but one thing that i found really interesting was um before you even go into a level you've got uh, an item limit there's like a, a bunch of items on the screen and you can you can choose certain items to take into the level with you so you got you got your shurikens uh there was some weird colored rice to uh to mark your path i never actually used that uh but you got health potions you got caltrops but you can only take four different types of items in and there, like i said there's about seven of them and there was loads of loads of shells for other stuff to take as well so i assume as you go through the game you unlock more stuff and like i said that that was re- I, I found that really interesting because i i it got me wondering you know, are there certain items that you have to take or can you, you know, pick and choose and it depends on what your strategy is going to be, really. Yeah. The allocation is maybe 15 in total, but like I said, you can only have four different types. So you couldn't have all seven. And it got to a point where I had chosen 14. I needed to pick one more thing. And I could have taken some coloured rice, like I said, but I didn't want just the one. So, you know, I didn't really I didn't really see the point. But the main thing is it's dark. Really, really dark. You know, it's probably to do with the graphics. You know, there's not much in the background. And, uh, you know, I, I looked in, in the options to try and make it a bit brighter. Yeah. Because, you know, in like the horror games where you've got uh, the brightness slider at the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. And you've got to make the logo so it's just visible. And then you completely ignore that and make it and put it the brightest you possibly can because yeah, that's not just yeah. me. <laughs> no, no, I'm with Good. you on that. I'm with you on that. Good, yeah. But yeah, there wasn't there wasn't anything in the options to make it brighter or anything like that. So I just have to play with it being dark. Can I just interrupt you there, Skets, quickly? Go on. I remember when I used to play this game. I remember exactly the same issue. I used to turn the brightness up on the TV. Uh, yeah, I was thinking thinking of doing that. Yeah, I used to turn the brightness up on the TV, and that used to help a lot. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. Yeah, that's just what we do. The whole point in talking about games is to talk to each other. But yeah, no, now you said that. I remember doing that on my old TV back when I lived with my parents. Brilliant. Did you also used to have to move the aerial to get Channel 5 signal as well? No, maybe. Yeah. Well, we, I think at the time we had quite a, quite a 
a good aerial for what was around at the time. Sorry, I'm taking you off the path of Tenku. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was like a weird, I don't know. It was like a flat one, you know, because most of them were just big bits of wire. That's what oh, mine you was. Ever, That's what mine did, was. Did you ever have like a homemade one from a coat rack, coat hanger or something? <laughs> so, I remember my portable TV player. When I say portable TV player, you remember those little TVs you used to get with a video in them as well, a VCR in them? Yeah. So that had the good old wire um, aerial. And where yeah. I used to live out in the sticks, out in Fiddington, I think you remember that place. Um, yeah. The TV aerial broke, and I had to jam a coat hanger in to get it to work. <laughs> and also, I used to loop coat hanger off of coat hanger to a point where I used to hang them on my ceiling as well, so I could get a better signal for Channel 5, because it was just shit out in the sticks. But yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. But yes, I, I had to have that experience as a kid. Yeah. What was I talking about? I was uh, talking about brightness, wasn't I? Brightness, yeah. You say, oh yeah, that's one of the main things you said at the beginning of the game, it was dark. But yeah, there was no way to turn it up. So I'd have to play in the dark, really. Um, uh, and it, it was quite difficult to get to grips with the, with the controller as well. So it was your, it's your typical sort of Resident Evil Tomb Raider kind of moving. It was difficult. Uh, like left and right turns you around very, very slowly. And oh, the, the, the camera was really annoying as well. Why was the camera annoying? I haven't written down why. I've just written the camera was bloody annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, never mind. So uh, um, the, the the first level you go in and it says something about some trader guy or market guy. I don't know, some guy who's got lots of money, you need to kill him. And I had to go and find him. Took me a little while to find him. You know, I came across his his lackeys first, yeah. I guess. And I, I didn't get very far the first few attempts. It was uh, it was not it's not easy to control, like I said. I actually I actually had to look up online the manual because it didn't didn't actually tell you what the buttons did i I didn't go into the options but i did i did try and go into the training bit okay but the training bit is uh it's not actually any kind of training it just (laughs) chucks you straight in and you have to go and kill the guys it doesn't tell you what to do (laughs) so uh so the first guy i came across killed me twice i assume it's meant to be quite easy he, he was just there stabbing me in the back, and I was happily stabbing a wall. <laughs> and uh, and I, I just couldn't turn around quick enough. So, like I said, I had, I had to go online and look, look up a manual. There's ways of, like, turn around quickly. I think if you hold R1 and X, I think it was, something like that. I, I, I wanted to crouch, and then you sort of do a little roll and 180 to look back at the person who's stabbing you in the back. Yeah. Uh, which, which happened quite often. <laughs> so I'm glad I came across that. But yeah, it really, it really wasn't much of a tutorial, and I, I really struggled, like I said, to start with. Do it, you can, you can block attacks as well, just by holding backwards or, or down on the controller. I think you need to be facing who you're fighting. But it's a full, it's a full block as well. I think uh, one of the reasons why I struggled was because I don't really hold much value in blocking. I think probably because of the Dark Souls games, where even if you block, still take a little bit of damage. So, like, it, I don't know, for some reason, because of that, I think I just don't hold much value in blocking, like I said. But this one, when you block, you block the whole attack. You didn't take any damage. So that's why I really struggled to start with. Yeah, okay. I'm a bit like yourself. I don't hold much value in blocking. No, but it was uh, valuable. Game very valuable, I found out later. Once I had done the training, uh, I went back in. I tried to play as a woman this time because uh, I, I wasn't sure if you actually 
if they both had different move sets i didn't know i didn't know if the game was that advanced you know at this point to have different move sets for each person and they were the woman was a bit quicker a bit quicker at hitting if i remember rightly did the bloke have a sword and the woman had like two daggery things or am i not remembering that right no yeah you're right you're correct on that one yeah yeah she had uh two small daggers a bit more nimble yeah and i think that's what helped me when i went back into it because i could actually jump out of the way <laughs> people trying to kill me that's cool a bit better I think uh, one of the big things for me, I don't know if you're going to come on to this or not, so apologies if you do, but I remember it being quite a bloody game. Yes, yes, it was. Was it 18 rated or 15 rated? I can't remember. I'm sure this game had an age rating because of the blood. Uh, not that I can see. No, maybe I'm just imagining that. Maybe, I'm not sure. I didn't, re- I didn't actually pay any attention to that. It probably should have had an age rating. Yeah, I, I can't remember now, Scats. Yes, it had an 18 rating. Oh, did it? It did have oh, an okay. 18 rating. Um, but yeah, sorry, dude, I interrupted you talking about being more nimble and that's where you managed to pick up the game a bit more. They were yeah. a bit more quick. Uh, and, you know, I started to enjoy it at this point. You know, I, I hated it to start with because how bad the controls were. Uh, you could use, you actually had a grappling hook as well so you could get up onto the roofs. Another thing, actually, you could sneak up on people and do like a silent kill, but your feet, your, your footsteps are quite loud. So... I assumed, and, and there's no way of going slower either, not walking, so I assumed they would hear me as soon as I got to them, or as soon as I was approaching. You can, like I said, you can sort of crouch and and stealth a bit better, but it's so goddamn slow doing it that doing that way. And uh, and you could do the same going, going along a wall as well, so you can sort of look around a corner, but yeah, it was so slow, there was no way I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it took me ages to get through all the levels. See, that's one of the weird things with us playing these games, isn't it? That I remember back when I used to play this, I used to do the whole slow walking thing. Yeah. But because back then, it was like the new game I bought and it was the only game I was playing. So I'd put the time and effort into doing things slowly, trying to do things right. But where... Yeah, I get get that. I guess where we're trying to like talk about these games and obviously get enough gameplay in or game time in to speak about it, but also try and progress through the game to give a decent review or a decent, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because <laughs> we don't review, folks. We don't review. But I'm going to say review. Give us decent content. There's that word. Content to talk about. Like we need to try and get through the levels rather sharpish. Yeah. So, yeah, I can appreciate why you weren't stealthing in Tenku Stealth Assassins. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that does make sense. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I think uh, I think you were actually quite quiet walking up to people, but it didn't sound quiet. Yeah. So I, I assumed they would just uh, turn around and stab me up a little bit. <laughs> I did notice though, once you once you die in a level, you can't. There are continues in this one. So I press continue. Yes, I'd like to try again, but you don't get back the items that you took in with you in the first place. Oh. And I thought, what's the, what's the point in that? If I can't do it with those items, I'm not going to be able to do it without them. You know, you take the best items in with you first, and then they're all gone. So question then, when you hit your continue, because I can't remember that, when you hit your continue, do you go back to the start of the level as well? Yeah. Well, that's a bit sucky, yeah, isn't no, it? no checkpoints. Wow. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, the, the first level had a lot of enemies in it as well, and and I didn't know where I was meant, where I was going at first, so because there's two parts to it. So you get you get you get to find this guy, and and it's got some really really bad 
dialogue <laughs> sounds bad as well. And and he was like, oh, I've got this purple dude going to come and beat you up. I'm going to run off. So, I, you know, the first time I did it, I killed that guy. And I was like, well, i got to go and try and find this guy again. Uh, and so I was running I was running around and there was hundreds of, of these enemies. Not hundreds. There was a lot of them. And I, I was wondering if they were respawning. I thought they shouldn't do in a game like this when you when you've only got a limited amount of health. Yeah. Uh, but they, they weren't respawning. It's, it's, it's quite a small level, and I, I looked it up after. And But there's like 23 enemies in this first level. And it, it seems like a lot, especially, like I said, if you don't know where you're meant to be going, <laughs> it came across a lot of them. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, it, it took me a few attempts to actually find this guy for the second time. Uh, the first time I actually found him, I was down to, like, 10% health. I couldn't use my continue because I'd used both of my health potions. So I just started again, knew exactly where I was meant to be going. And, and I managed to kill him eventually. I think I went back to the, using the guy as well after a little while to see what he was like. And now I could actually play the game. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I did, I did the first level. It was uh, it was all right. Uh, I did the second level pretty easily. What was that one? I used to run through the level and get to the other side. Just to drop off a note, I think it was. I didn't really stop to kill anybody. I was just like, ah, I was just going to run. Fair one. <laughs> it was it was all right. The third level is where I stopped. I got about halfway through. I'd I'd really gotten the hang of the games of of the game and the controls at this point, and I managed to kill quite a few enemies without even losing any health. And and I found loads of areas that were off off the beaten track as well. You know, because so you weren't really an RPG or no. Well, you might be now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows. That you find out where you're supposed to go, and then go any everywhere else you can except that. You always go where you're supposed to go last, because you find cool stuff. Right. So I did. I, I I went everywhere I could. It was like a some catacombs area. There were a few like pitfalls that it warns you about at the beginning of the level. Pretty easy, you know. I, they, they were easy to see. I could jump over them. Uh, but there was one one tricky one. And it was just like, I had to cross this bridge. It was, it was a small bridge. There was no, no side bits to it. It was just a little stone bridge. It wasn't like, it went up and over. Probably a word for that. <laughs> Instead of going down, like some bridges do. Yeah, you get yeah. following me? I'm following. I'm following. Good, good. I'm following. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I looked to sort of to the left, and there was another door off to the left. And so you're supposed to jump off of this bridge into the door. And I just, I just messed it up completely and just fell to my death. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is stupid. I've just died because of bad controls. So I had enough of it at this point because, <laughs> you know, to start again. And, and I wasn't sure if I'd get, I, I didn't even tr- have a look to see if I got my stuff back Fair enough. from the continue. I was like, yeah, it's, it's annoying. Like, I've actually got quite good at the game, but you get punished by misstepping, you know. It, it was quite clunky, I think. Yeah. Controller-wise. So I managed to pick two games that you hadn't played before. Yeah. Well, I, was quite, yeah it was good. I was quite surprised with that. <laughs> what an achievement. Yeah. An achievement. And, uh, and like I said, this one was good, but it was a frustrating game. Yeah. And I didn't have the patience for it. Like I said, that's where I stopped. And I, again, like, like, like we've done with the other games, I, I looked it up a bit after. I looked up some cheats because like the whole time in the first level, it just felt like the kind of game that had cheats in. I don't really know how or why, but, you know, I, I suppose, I think a lot of games back then had cheats in, you know, where you just enter. Like a certain 
string of buttons on a certain screen. So I was going to read some out, actually, because it just, I don't know, just, just reading these felt odd. So you can increase your item capacity to 99. At the item screen, hold L1, press left, left, down, down, square, square, triangle, square. And it's like, that's weird, you know, like it's been a good probably 20 years, no, I mean, 15 years <laughs> since we've been looking cheats up like that. Yeah, but... You know, like I said, it doesn't really happen anymore. Was it GTA? The GTA games, they have cheats in still, but I think that's just people absolutely love them. They want to bring tanks in and... And have big heads or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they do that cheat to get all the coppers chasing them, don't they? As well, it's like straight go to five yeah. stars and see how long you can survive. Yeah. But I can't think of any other games that really have it anymore. No, I'm sat here trying to baffle my mind whilst you were talking about that, and I honestly can't think of another. Apart from like games back in that era, I can't think yeah. of anything recently. I guess because a lot of it these days, well, especially the games I play, it's like it's more like wall hacks. And stuff like that. So it's not like key pushed cheats. It's like back end console hacking. Yeah. Which is like a whole other level of cheating for me. Something that I've never been interested in. Yeah, it's because you play first person shooters. Well, yeah, that's it, I guess. That's it. But like, I don't know, like, uh, like the old Medal of Honors and stuff like that. Oh, Medal of Honor. That's a game I'm going to have to go back and play. <laughs> oh, what a classic. But yeah, anyway, sorry, going off on a tangent. That's that's me done on Tenchu, really. That, I mean, yeah. Like I said, I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Not the sort of game I would normally play. Kind of reminded me of uh, the first Metal Gear Solid with the with the stealth thing. You know, I really enjoyed it with in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. I haven't really played any other games where you've got to stealth around. That's cool, man. Well, I'm glad I gave you something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, good. Good. So now's the, uh, now's the time. <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 Final Fantasy 7 mate I had never played any Final Fantasy games. I had never had any interest in playing any Final Fantasy games. I'm not a big RPG gamer. But, drum roll, please. I'll put one in. <laughs> I love Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mate, awesome, man. The problem is, I loved it that much. I didn't take many notes for the podcast because I got a bit carried away playing it. <laughs> so I do apologise. Last episode, I said that you'd need to get to Cosmo Canyon. I thought about that and decided yeah, it's probably a bit too far. So I, I said to uh, try and at least get out of Midgar. Well, I didn't get out of Midgar, so I failed on that. No. I failed on that. <laughs> I did sort of do my homework on the school bus again. Yeah. But... I gave myself a whole day to do my homework on the school bus. Yeah. So I think I played this game for probably a straight six hours, seven hours. 
which Good stuff, to be yeah. fair, I've never put that time into a game since we've done this podcast. I'll be openly <laughs> honest. I haven't put that much time into a game, mainly because I haven't had to. You can get a general feel for the game and play enough of the game within like a, a good two or three hours. And that's it, really. Like if you're playing it anymore, it is literally just to go through and try and complete the game, basically. But yeah, like this game was just wow. Yeah, really good. It stood the test of time. I'll give you that. So uh, I, yeah. I don't know if I have to give the general bits, but I will. A lot of people out there listening to this podcast. I will imagine have played Final Fantasy VII, but it was released on the PlayStation 1. Was it Square Enix? I think it's Enix, Enix, Enix. I've always said Enix. Enix, Enix. Uh, it was released in 1997, and as Skets asked me to last week, I, I played the original. I don't know where to start, dude. I don't know where to start. So... Just got off the train. Well, yeah. So, okay. So I guess I can start by saying that. The start of the game is weird. Like, so it's got no, it starts you off and you don't know what you're doing. And you said about like poor talking in Tenku. Well, some yeah. of the, is this like half porn or something? Like, well, not <laughs> porn, but there's like a lot of like trying to romance and stuff in this. It felt very Japanese, like very anime-ish sort of thing. But it was incredible. So, yeah, you jumped off the train. I've put in my notes into some kind of metropolis land set, which I then later learned was Midgar. Yeah. And what did I put here? Looks like... Okay, no. Shit. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. Because um, you had the big... Uh, who was the big... Is it Barrett? What? Yeah, Barrett's the end game. I thought it was pretty cool where you could like rename the characters as well. So, like, if yeah. you wanted to make them personal to you. But I didn't. I, I went with the, the storyline names because I was hoping that's what you would have had as well so you'd know who I'm going on about and help me out a little bit when I talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah, so uh, you jump off the train. I, I found it really hard to understand what the different groups are at the beginning. So, soldier yep. are the bad guys. Yep. But your character was part of soldier... And he gets identified by that because he has Mako energy in his eyes. Yeah. Am I right? Uh, could be. The planet is full of Mako energy. Yeah. The bad guys are trying to use the energy to farm weapons or create weapons. I forgot that it was in his eyes. That's all. Okay. Because uh, I think like when you bump into certain people... Um, they'd be like, oh, you was a soldier. And it's like, how do you know that? It's, it's in your eyes. And it's like, okay. okay. So I guess it's... Yeah, it's been a long time since I've played this game. Yeah. But yeah, you hook up with a group called Avalanche. Yep. And that's Barrett and his crew, Jesse and Biggs. And Wedge. And Wedge, yeah. Big, I've got yeah. Wedge here as well. Wedge seems a bit special. I can't remember. Yeah. The thing is, Big, Biggs and Wedge. I'm not too sure about Jesse. She might come into some, but Biggs and Wedge are in every single Final Fantasy, pretty much. So this so is bring, they, uh, Okay, go on. They bring them back as different characters, but they're always together. Ah, uh, okay. So is there a running storyline across the Final Fantasies? Or is no, each game really. separate? Each, each game is separate. Okay, all right, cool. That was one thought I had. But yeah, Jesse seems to be like the the hacker of the crew. I think it's Jesse, or was it Biggs? Uh, Jesse. 
It's Jesse in it. Because when you're on the train, I'm sorry, guys, but this talk about is going to be very choppy about the game. <laughs> but if you've played Final Fantasy VII, you'll completely understand what I'm going on about. If you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, go and play it now, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, it's weird that you, you're a bit of a convert. So I, I, I'd imagine it seems like every single, well, almost every single person who will ever play Final Fantasy has already played it. There are people... I suppose like you, who would just go, nah, it's not for me, and they won't ever go back and play it. So it's weird to hear that, to hear somebody loves it, playing it, was that 23 years after it was released? Is it 20 years? 23 years, yeah. Yeah, good maths. Yeah. Good maths, yeah. Yeah, 23 years. Yeah, crazy. But it's cool. It is. It is a really cool game. So yeah, so you go on the trains, don't you? And Jesse hacks the identity system. Yeah. Because that's another thing I found. It, I guess where it's all fantasy, <laughs> it, it was hard to get that storyline concept in my mind of like a train can detect your identity or the station you're pulling into can detect your identity through the train. But then it can also identify what carriage you're in as well. So when you're hopping through the three carriages, it's like bad guy in carriage one. Bad guy now in carriage two, and then you get all the way to the end of the carriage and you make it out. I've probably skipped a whole lot of the game there um, to get to that point. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember Jesse being the hacker. But yeah, so my, my notes are really poor. I think I've pretty much talked about my notes already. Um, but I learned, <laughs> I learned that you, you run off of Midgar Standard Time, MST. That was the, the local time. I forgot that. And right, who is Shipper? Is it Shipperoth? Shipperath? <laughs> oh that is gold that is absolute gold yeah this it's not a person though is it or is it a person for the rest of this podcast's life it is now shipperoth or shipperath <laughs> why how are you supposed yes. to yes is it shipperath sephiroth what sephiroth oh okay what is it is that uh is that a person or is that yeah. another... Re- it is a person. It's the main bad guy. It's the... Right, okay. That makes a whole lot more sense. So, although I was playing the game through, I was trying to read the storyline, but I wasn't taking it in so much because I wanted to play the game more. And I've yeah. sort of now learned with these games that it's probably a good idea to take in the storyline because it'll give you a bit of a guide on what you need to be doing and what you're aiming for. So, yeah. I should imagine I'll go back and restart playing this from scratch. Cool. And actually take my time to go through it. Because you made a comment in Tenku where you said that you RPG gamers know that when you've got a end zone, you go and check everything else first. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that. I tried to do it a little bit because I've gamed with you for a while and sort of know your ways a little bit. But I was still very sort of like, right, I need to try and get to this part of the disc where Sketch said I need to get to. And that was my aim. So I was like trying to like fast track through it. And I think I probably missed quite a bit. But the game yeah, for its maybe. time, absolutely incredible, mate. The camera angles, the way it pans, how the game moves, follows you through the stages as well. How when you're going down to the reactor, the game zooms out and gives you a wider scope of the level. Yeah, so that then- was cool. When you go into it, sorry, mate, I'm just going to keep talking because this game was yep, amazing. Just stop me if you want to say something. But like, when right. you're going through the ducks and stuff, how the game zooms in and. Ducks. Ducks. Yeah. Air ducks. ducks. Air ducks. 
Oh, ducts. Ducts. Okay. Yep. Sorry, it's my pronunciation. Not, not quack ducks. Not quack quack. No. <laughs> not moving through okay. quack quacks. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I got. I I found that really fascinating. I I thought that was really clever for a game of yeah. that time to be able to have that openness about it. I guess I, yeah. I, I I can't quite think of the right terminology. But let's move on to to some of the stuff I struggled with attacking. Yeah, how I don't understand <laughs> that. Right, I, I obviously spoke to you about this outside of the podcast. So anything I've addressed outside the podcast with you, I try and bring into the podcast. Yeah. So when you start an attack, for example, it, like, it goes to a cutscene and blam, right? You're in the you're in the fight zone. Yeah. You have a time bar, yeah, which you've got to wait to build up for before you can make your attack. Yeah. My understanding was it was a turn-based game. Yeah. But whilst I'm waiting for this time bar to attack, it seems like the enemy gets to attack me multiple times. And I was dying a lot at the beginning. So it's like when I was fighting the shed, for example, yeah. it's like I'm waiting for the time bar to fill up, but this shed's getting like two or three attacks on me and it's like i i should obviously make it clear as well that although you control one character when you start a fight there can you can control multiple characters so is it amy you pick up along the way is it amy i mean tifa tifa oh where did, uh, I, where did uh, I get amy from T- tifa's tifa. an heiress yes that's right that's right heiress it could have been you're thinking of yes heiress i also got tifa I met Tifa. So that, that was the girl on the flower bed, wasn't it? No, that was Eris. Oh, Eris. Oh, my God. This is why I should have made more notes. My fault. I enjoyed the game too much to stop. But yeah, so I was finding that like I was getting attacked multiple times within an attack. And I was very hesitant at the beginning to like use potions and use magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then I learned the best way to beat these guys are to actually like use your potions and your magic because you can go to shops and use your gilf, which was your in-game... Gil, not gilf, gil. Gil. Gil, which is your in-game currency, gold, basically, to go and buy new stuff, and you actually generate that quite quickly off of defeating mobs. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I sort of struggled at the beginning with like the attack mechanism, but then that's because I've never really played this sort of game before. Where Yeah. Um, but you did mention to me, outside this podcast, and we'll bring it up now, that you can change the way it attacks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's fully turn based. So I I don't think I ever actually played it with. Uh, I don't know the, the names change for all of, all of the games. I think, but is is it like ATB gauge on that one or AT? I don't. And sure. yeah, it's like re- real time battles pretty much. So you got to wait for yours to fill, like you said. Other people, the enemies can fill while yours is filling. But yeah, if if you have it turned off, then it would just basically. Uh, it's oh, it kind of goes in like a. Like an initiative order like we have in D&D. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe I turned that setting on then. Because I just left everything yeah. as standard. Yeah. And didn't really... Because I did go into the options and have a look. And yeah. I think there was like three or four different options for the attack settings. But I didn't understand what any of them meant. So I just left it on standard. And just went with whatever it was. But yeah, you, you fill up your special bar. I can't remember the right name for it. Limit break. Limit break. That's it. That's yeah. Get your limit break, and then you get to pull off your special move, which was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's like I'm that flabbergasted by the game that I'm finding it hard to talk about because I enjoyed it that much. I think I enjoyed <laughs> it that much that I'm finding it hard to remember 
it's almost as I have to go through, play it a second time properly to then be able to actually take it in. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it was a, it's a lot to take in as well, because I'm pretty sure I remember at the time when I first played it, like by the time it takes you to get out of Midgar, if you've played it for six hours, it's probably for the first time, probably would take like 10 to 12 hours. Really? That could be this. Yeah. That could be the size of a whole game for another game on the PlayStation one. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and, and then once you get out of there, you realize how big the world actually is. You know, it, like I said, there's a lot to take in. Because it felt like at the beginning of this game, or at least to the point where I got, the game led you really in the direction you had to go. Yeah. Does that yeah. change? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, once you get out of Midgar, I mean, there still is only way, one way to go, but you're basically in the world and you go to different places. Some areas are locked off because you can't get to them because of mountains or water or whatever. But yeah, once you get to that part of the story, you can get across there and then there's other stuff you can go and see and visit. So yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Because I, I, I am definitely going to find out what the crack it was, was the guy in the uh, the sewer pipe with the tattoo number two on him. I'm assuming that's got something to do with the storyline, or at least in Midgar, when you walk in there, I think. I don't remember that guy either. Oh man, I need to play it again as well. Who's the I? girl on the flower bed again, sorry? Eris. Eris. So yeah, when you meet up with Eris and like you're going back to her house, when you're walking through like the grotty bit of town to go through to get to her house, there's a sewer pipe you walk past. And like, I was trying to yeah. talk to like all the different characters on the way um, to try and find out more information and stuff to give me some guidance. And you walk into the sewer and it's like this guy, all he says is uh and oh, or uh, 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 basically a drunken bum. Yeah. But Eris identifies a tattoo on him, and it says something like the number two. And she's like, oh, I wonder what that is. Now, I don't know yeah. whether that's something chucked in the game to send you off on a on a side quest or chuck you off a scent or something. But yeah, that was right in between the bit of where you go from Sector 6 into the train junkyard bit, which is where I got stuck. Yeah, that's quite cool. Mate, I, I've really enjoyed the game so far, and I'm pleasantly surprised, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm surprised that you enjoyed it, if I'm honest. But yeah, I was super nervous about playing this game, especially with Cookie telling me that it was his favourite game of all time. So I, I was actually quite nervous leading up to this podcast until I played the game yesterday and enjoyed it, and I thought, right, okay, I can get through this. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, like, super great game. Definitely want to go back and play it again. I'm confident that you will from what you said to me. And uh, yeah, keep us updated throughout the show, every episode. See if you let us know if you've got any further. I definitely will, mate. I definitely will. And you know, I, I was thinking about that, about doing the same thing actually. When when Final Fantasy VII was uh, when it was first out, there there was a couple of friends of mine who always said that uh, I think it was Breath of Fire three or was it four? I can't remember. I know the cover, even if it was blurred. <laughs> yeah, they were saying that it's much better than Final Fantasy VII. So I, you know, I, I was thinking about going back and playing through that, but because it's an RPG, I'd have to do it like over five weeks or something, or ho however long it would take me. Yeah, just play it, just play it in the background and give updates. You know, maybe just at the beginning of it, and then a full review once I've finished it. That's awesome. And uh, but yeah, Matt, I'd definitely do the same with Final Fantasy VII. It, yeah, put it guy, this way. Guy. Put it this way, mate. It's a game that could get me off of COD. It's so hey, good. awesome. So there you are. 
There you are. Yeah. So thank you very much for opening me up to Final Fantasy VII, man. Awesome. No worries. And guys, I don't know about you, but I can't wait till he gets to the bit. You know what I'm talking about. He has no idea, and I can't believe there's somebody living this day and age who has no idea. I have no idea what you're going on about. (laughs) But we know. That's the thing. We know, and we are egging you on, hoping you get to the bit. Man, I want to play this game. <laughs> we want to know. We want it. We'll be just waiting to hear you, hear your reaction. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to get to the bit. Yeah. Oh man. Let's we'll see what it is you're all about. Oh man. But no, thank you. Like, I'm actually grateful that you picked this game for me. It's it's really good, really good. But yeah, so sorry I can't really go into much detail about it. I completely failed, like I've said multiple times already, on taking notes. Um, but that's only because I enjoy playing it so much and just sort of yeah. got zoned into playing it more than actually taking it in, if that makes sense. So Yeah, definitely. You know, I know what you mean. It seemed, it, it seemed like I've forgotten a lot about it as well. So it's kind of a good thing that you've forgotten a lot of stuff because you're not pressuring me to remember as well then. Uh, that's cool. But um, yeah, man, thank you. Final Fantasy VII definitely gets a thumbs up from Jacobs. We had some questions earlier. Yes, we did. Some that you might enjoy as well, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> uh, I think you've probably already answered this one a few times today already. One from Mike Ferris. Why do people think Star Wars is good? I've tried watching it and turned it off many times. Still don't understand the obsession with it. Over to you. Uh, well. Again. <laughs> me? Star Wars is shit. I've tried watching it once and turned it off. I haven't got many times. Mike, I do not understand the obsession with it either. I, I don't get it, and I still don't understand why May the 4th has anything to do with Star Wars or why it should have anything to do with Star Wars. Oh, come on, you must know. I know why it's May the 4th be with you, but that's May yeah. the 4th be with you, not May the 4th. May the Schwartz be with May you. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to get some stick for that, but... Um, yeah, I honestly don't understand the hype around Star Wars. Uh, I I would say I'm the same. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I've only watched the original three. I didn't get it, but it, I, I didn't watch them until maybe six years ago was the first time I watched them. I, I do actually think I would probably enjoy the more recent ones. Did we get any other questions today, Skats? Yeah. Uh, Michaela Fitzgerald has asked what we are gaming on because she wants to search for a 100-meter game controller for us. Legend. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're using emulators and ROMs. Uh, it, it worked out to be an expensive podcast if we were doing it, trying to get all the actual games, because some are, some are, like, stupid money now, especially the older stuff. Yeah, I think, like, we do have a, a couple of people who can hook us up with older kit if we need it. Yeah, definitely. Give a shout-out to them. Stu and Matt, thank you very much. But yeah, as for your question for the 100-meter controller, Mick, it will have to be probably just a USB cable, actually, I think. A 100-meter USB cable. And then that way, Skets can use his PlayStation pad on... Yeah. Yeah, not on his PC, on my PC. So yeah, get looking for a 100-meter USB cable. It might not be too hard to find. And once you've found that, find some pigeons I can fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> can you not find any just out on the street uh, I tried that there might be feral pigeons but yeah. that's the whole point in training them they'll probably end up shitting on me or something though I don't, I don't want that to happen <laughs> I don't ask good luck I guess I don't know 
Uh, and the, oh, the best question of the week from Billy Morgan. Skets is obviously the talent. When will he be going solo? And uh, I'm already going solo. <laughs> right, that's it, Billy Morgan. Like I said on Facebook, I will be removing Skets posting privileges on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, Jake, Jacob doesn't realise it yet, but I've already started planning my departure. No, I haven't. I haven't. I love this too much. Good. Consider we're only three episodes in as well. I hope you wouldn't leave me yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys for the uh, for the questions. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. This sort of interaction is what we enjoy, so uh, feel free to keep asking away. Yeah. And you also get a shout-out on the Super Famous Men podcast and Padley podcast. So uh, this is the part of the show where we give shout-outs to a few people that have helped us along the journey. So, Risk It, thank you very much, buddy. Uh, you can find him on Fiverr, Pixel Zero, P-I-X-E-L-Z-E-R-O. He does PDF documents, he creates Minecraft servers, Discord servers, helps with domain hosting with email and website. And you got Matt, who's helped us with some of the older games. He has an eBay store, which is Retro Heroes, R-E-T-R-O-H-E-R-O-E-S. He also has a Facebook page, Retro Heroes, where he buys, sells, and professionally refurbishes retro computers, consoles, and games. And our final shout out goes to Faye Frost. Faye has done our artwork, which you will see live when this podcast goes. Thank you very much, Faye. She does a variety of artworks. You can follow her on Facebook under Faye Frost Art and also on Instagram. Apologies, Faye, I gave out the wrong handle last week. It's underscore Faye Frost underscore on Instagram. Thank you very much, folks. Appreciate your help and your support. Well, guys. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. Stay safe, support the pod, and spread the word. If you would like to follow us, you can do on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube using the handle at MemPodcastingBadly. Speak to you all in a fortnight. Stay safe. And we have been MemPodcastingBadly.